Hey folks, Andrew Packer here and welcome to Trading Tips. As this market continues higher, it's doing so in sort of a different way where a lot of companies that have been out of favor in the past are now rocketing to new highs and getting out of old trading ranges. Companies like Qualcomm, Disney, Hershey Company, just some of these big well-known names that have been sort of laggards are now leading. And likewise, there are a lot of parts of the market that have been sort of you know, out of favor. And we've looked at some individual sectors in the past, but there's one that looks like it's just starting to turn the corner now, and it's actually starting to look very interesting for investors going forward. Now, it's one that people either really love it or really hate it. It's pretty controversial in that way, but it is good old gold. That yellow metal, that we used to use as money, but we don't anymore. Now, the thing about gold is the fact that it's a commodity, and like any commodity, there's going to be a supply and a demand for it. The supply is provided by gold miners. In the case of gold, where most of the metal doesn't get destroyed over time, but just gets sort of saved in vaults, or you know, people have it as jewelry uh, to you know, pass on generation after generation, uh, the supply of gold tends to accumulate. And the demand for gold tends to vary depending on a number of factors. For investors, the key factors are things like whether or not central banks are accumulating gold or whether they're selling gold. In the late 1990s, the Bank of England decided to sell all of its gold holdings within a very short period of time. And that actually represented sort of the bottom of the last big multi-decade bear market for gold that had started in the early 1980s. Uh, likewise, in the past few years, central banks have started to become net buyers of the metals, especially countries like Russia and China that realize, you know, we're not always going to be seen as the best actors in the international scene and we shouldn't have all of our reserves or a disproportionate amount of our reserves in the U.S. dollar. We want to have that diversification and gold can provide that. But there are some other factors like mining. Over the past three decades, South Africa, once the largest supplier to the market of gold from mining operations has seen big declines in its drops. And new discoveries around the world happen all the time, but the total quantity of those discoveries, the proven reserves, have been far less than what's been going on. So the total supply of new gold coming on the market is likely to continue to drop. And we're seeing demand is continuing to go up. So that's a pretty good recipe for higher prices. And you also have in the short term a lot of fears, geopolitical fears, fears that the stock market's going to sell off, fears that the Federal Reserve is going to keep interest rates too low and print more money, or other central banks are going to print more money, and this is going to cause a lot larger inflation than we've seen. These things all add up very well for gold. And over the past uh, about three years now, since early 2016, gold prices have gone from $1,050 an ounce to now they're getting up to about $1,400. And in the past few weeks, it's gone from sort of a, a five-year high to the metal to a six-year high. Gold's last peak was about $1,900 back in 2011. It got down to this $1,050, and it's just been taking a very long time to gradually head higher. But now that we're sort of getting these, these headlines about the multi-year highs, People are starting to look at it more as an investment and a hedge and even a possible trade because it's starting to get this positive momentum underneath it. Now, if you're an investor in gold uh, and you've just been buying the physical metal, you know, that's great. You've been making money here. But the gold mining companies, where I think the real value is going forward, even during this period for the past few years with gold prices going up, they haven't done as well. But I think they will in the future. And I think they're the best trade for gold heading higher. And I think they're one of the few sectors that could really give investors big market beating returns in the next couple of years. And why is that? It's because of leverage. So imagine this. Imagine that gold just costs, say, $1,000 an ounce. 
And imagine that you're a gold mining company and you have to pay your energy costs to extract it out of the ground. You have to pay your workers who want to work in mines. And that's usually an expensive union job. You've got to cart the gold. You've got to get all the ore away from the gold and smelt it into neat little gold bars and bricks. So let's just say your costs for doing all that on a per ounce basis are about $800 an ounce. Okay, so you're making uh, $200 an ounce or about a 20% return on your money. But say the price of gold doubles overnight to $2,000. Well, you know what isn't going to double overnight is your energy costs. Short term, it's going to be fairly fixed. It can creep up or down over time. Your labor costs are going to creep up or down over time. That sort of thing. So now all of a sudden, instead of $200, you know, you're making $1,200. And that is a much better percentage return. You're looking at about um, you know, a six-fold increase in the amount of income you're getting just from the price going up double. So this is why the gold mining companies do very well during periods when gold prices are heading higher. Now they haven't in the past few years because a lot of the, the price moves in golds have been sort of gradually up and then pulling back a bit and then slightly moving higher. So we've reached a point where, you know, now that we're getting this investor interest, there could be some huge opportunity ahead. Now, as Mark Twain once quipped, a gold mine is essentially a hole in the ground with a liar on top. Now, Today, that's a lot different because there's a lot of disclosure requirements and companies are always happy to announce when they have a big find. And with the new technologies, they're doing a much better job at pinpointing kind of smaller reserves of gold that in the past, you know, might not have made a lot of sense to get to. But we have better technology of finding it and exploring for gold and developing those properties once we do find them. So there are a lot of different ways to play gold. You know, I think you can start with some of the major uh, gold companies in the market. Uh, such as uh, you know, Gold Corp, ticker G-O-L-D. You've got companies like uh, Newmont Mining, ticker N-E-M. You've got companies like uh, Anglo Gold Ashanti, A-U. You know, these are all the big players, and they're going to do pretty well, especially, you know, because of sort of that leverage angle that we get. But there's one type of company that really plays this leverage angle to the hilt. And it's what's called a royalty company. This is probably a great area just to put a little bit of money now with the expectation that no matter what happens with gold prices or even if they go back a little bit on backslide and trade sideways as commodities tend to do, you're going to do pretty well there because this is the kind of company that lends money to a mine in the first place and then they get gold at a fixed cost typically well below the market price. So as long as it goes up, they're going to get the best leverage out of it. And they pretty much have very little downside unless gold prices were to suddenly drop, you know, even below their old low of 1050 an ounce. Uh, so in this area, I think one of the, the big leaders is a company called Franco Nevada. The ticker is FNV. And I, I think, you know, within this oversold sector and within the market beating opportunities we have here, this one's going to give you a nice little kind of margin of safety to it as well, but also some of the upside potentials of some of these big gold mining companies. And of course, if you want to play with uh, some of the smaller gold mining companies out there, there are dozens, if not hundreds of them. Uh, it just takes kind of a lot of research to figure out what you like. And if you want to build a little bit of a portfolio with some of the big names, a royalty company and one or two small names that you like, uh, you could do pretty well there and possibly even better because those smaller companies could get you those triple and quadruple digit returns that uh, you know, really make some of the top investment returns of your lifetime. So. Looking at where the gold market is now, it looks like it's starting to heat up. It looks like an interesting place for investors. So that'll do it for this edition of Trading Tips. Until next time, I'm Andrew Packer wishing you good trading and good financial health.